I'm Nicole Ferraro, and this is The Divide, a podcast from Light Reading exploring the ongoing digital divide, why and where it still exists, and what needs to be done to get people everywhere connected to reliable, high-speed internet. Today, I am joined by Steve Smith, Chief Revenue Officer at Live Oak Fiber, which is a newly formed service provider with plans to bring fiber broadband to Glynn County, Georgia, and Okaloosa County, Florida. We talk about the digital divide in those regions, and we get into some details about Live Oak's build-out plans there, which is funded with a $150 million investment from Infrared Capital Partners. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Excited to be here. Awesome. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, Just to start off, tell me a little bit of background about Live Oak Fiber. When did you guys uh, get started and where are you based? Great question. So Live Oak Fiber officially launched in July of 2022. Uh, Very recent. Very recent. Yes. We're very new, very fresh. It's it's a project, though, that we've been working on for uh, since the fall of last year. So we have... uh, previously partnered with uh, Infrared Capital Partners, and they were looking to invest in the broadband space in the U.S. market. And they were looking for business models that work for them. And at the time, we were a consulting company. And so we were working with them, and we came to an agreement that, hey, you know, if we could find some great markets and a great business plan, do you guys want to do this together? And they said, absolutely. So uh, we started looking at markets in uh, the fall and in the December timeframe of last year. And that's how we kind of came to these two counties that we've landed on. And then over the last, uh, I'd say since January up until July, was kind of operational getting everything ready to go. So closing down the consulting firm and yeah, closing down the consulting firm and becoming full-time employees of Live Oak Fiber and getting ramped up. Really exciting. So uh, let's talk a little bit about those two counties that you said you've landed on. Where are they? Um, and what is the digital divide like uh, in those regions? We couldn't have picked better places to build fiber, Nicole. So in Florida, it's the Emerald Coast. It's, Oka- it's uh, Okaloosa County, Florida. And it might be more famous uh, to be known as Destin, Fort Walton Beach, uh, Eglin Air Force Base is there largest Air Force base in the world. And uh, Crestview is another major town like on the I-10 corridor. And then in Georgia, we're building in the Golden Isles, which is uh, Glynn County. And that's uh, Brunswick is the major town. It's a very uh, active port city on the eastern seaboard. And then St. Simon Island. And then the uh, historical and famous Jekyll Island uh, is another area. But uh, we're going to start in those two counties, and we're going to connect the homes and businesses there uh, to begin with, with fiber broadband. So um, in terms of what kind of service is already available in those counties, you know, what, what are they already getting? Why is, why is Live Oak uh, going there specifically? Great question. They're great growing places. Uh, both both okay. of those counties have tremendous growth, especially over the last couple of years with the pandemic. So they have a thriving community market. Uh, number two, they have a, an absolute need for this. And uh, the incumbents uh, haven't made investments over the past uh, five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we felt like it was an opportunity for, for fiber-based broadband that we could come in and, and really uh, position ourselves well and help those, those markets. Uh, Glenn County had a lot of trouble during the pandemic uh, in terms of remote school. And not having that capability at the homes, they actually had to go back to school quite a bit uh, instead of being able to work from remote. And over there in Okaloosa County, and I just, 
I would I would say, you know, having to try to work in those markets over the last couple months, very, very, very uh, uh, poor digital infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So probably was, you know, okay at some point, but when you're talking about like an application like one today, video conferencing and, you know, clarity of message and applications that require connectivity, uh, it's just not cutting it. So, Got it. yeah, both of those so, places, go ahead, Nicole. So, no, no, please. Go ahead. Finish your thoughts. I was going to say both of those places, uh, we worked with the economic development teams in both counties. And they had identified broadband. They had broadband on a roadmap somewhere. That was really mm-hmm. kind of the missing piece for these areas. They have great places, great quality of life, growing, thriving local business community. Uh, they just did not have connectivity. So that it was a combination of them not having it and them wanting it. And then us coming in as private enterprise saying, we'd like to do it here. Can you help us navigate the local market and how we should get started and who we should meet and who are the stakeholders? So that's, did, that was our plan. Did you respond to an, an RFP or how did you get connected with, um, with these communities? No, we just identified the markets that we wanted to be in. And then we reached out directly to them and started engaging uh, with, okay. the, with these groups. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So um, tell me a bit about the actual construction. Where are you, are, are you starting first? Where is it, has it gotten started? Tell me a bit about the, the construction that's planned so far. So construction starts in November. Okay. It'll be, it'll be simultaneous in both markets. We will have some customers connected before the end of the year. We're using uh, XGS Pond technology. So okay. what that means is as we build it, it's lit. So we'll be turning customers up as we build. And then the ramp up in terms of construction really starts to take, starts to get going in, in January and February. But we have folks that are starting next month on this. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about getting uh, a construction job started on a new fiber network. What challenges are you facing? Tell me a bit about um, your supply, your workforce, uh, and a bit about building in these geographies. Um, you know, Florida in particular was obviously just hit um, with a horrific sure. hurricane. So just tell me a bit about these builds and the challenges you're facing and, and how you're ramping up to this November start. Sure. Well, the first thing we've done is we've partnered with the best-in-class folks that we can find. We're partnered with uh, Mears on the construction side, construction engineering side. And so uh, they're a large company. We're probably there, maybe one of their uh, more boutique projects. But Mears and people like that have been working through supply chain issues for the last 18 months. So we've solved supply. Uh, We've been ramping up demand uh, or ramping up the labor component and getting that all kind of set up in terms of, you know, the challenges, um, they, they are, uh, we're doing all buried. So we're mm-hmm. not doing any aerial, uh, okay. we'll do some aerial if we have to, but we're really integrated with the local teams there. We're following the process. Uh, we're communicating openly. We've been doing that from the beginning, talking to the County folks in Okaloosa as well as Glen County. So we're going to follow all the permitting, but we're, we're, we're more or less uh, being open and honest about what we're doing and when. And you find when you do that, they, they, things start to happen. They say, oh, we're doing a water project. Maybe we could do that together. So we dig that road up one time and not 20 times. So little things like that start to happen when you actually uh, talk in person and partner with those communities. So that's really how we're doing it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and 
I'm, I'm writing a little bit about labor this week as far as broadband builds go. I'm just curious, um, are you finding an issue with quote unquote skilled labor as far as these construction jobs go? No. No. Okay. Thank We're you. not <laughs> because we have, we have a great partner and they're, you know, they're, uh, they've got a standard on how they do things, which is critical for this project to reach scale. So we found someone that you know could do it at scale, and they have vetted uh, subcontractors and their own teams, like over the last six or seven months. So we're we're excited to have them okay. part of it. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, in turn, once the when do you anticipate that at least what you have planned for this build will be complete, and what kind of what speeds are you going to be delivering? And is this residential service, or is it also for businesses? Um, how, tell me more about the end here. Great question. So, uh, say that again. You have like three. It's a three-part yeah, question. I, I only like have to a ask, cup of coffee. <laughs> I like to ask multi-part questions just you do, to see who can do. keep up with me. It's the, I get it. I get uh, it. I'm, I'm, fast talking New Yorker. Um, That's fine. So <laughs> I was, <That's> fair. <laughs> what, uh, what speeds are you going to be delivering when all of this is, is said and done? Let's leave it sure. at that for now. So we're serving homes and businesses. Okay. There you every, go. You answered part every, of my question from before. <laughs> every passing, uh, we'll have speeds starting at 500 meg symmetrical. Okay. So same upload and, and download speeds. And we'll have packages up to 10 gig for residential users. Gotcha. For business okay. users, if there is a need, uh, we can turn up more than that. We could go up to 100 or whatever we needed to do. But I think the majority of the customers we're going to turn up, you know, in the first, uh, probably in the you know in the beginning part of this project, are going to be residential. Uh, in it, the length of time it's going to take, you know, we anticipate doing this over the next 36 months. This first uh, 150 million, we're going to deploy that capital in 36 months to connect those folks. Okay. Awesome. Um, so you said that this is privately funded, right? Um, but yes. are you hoping to participate in some of the federal and state grants that are going to be coming down for builds like this? Yes. If they're available, we'll participate. Uh, but we're a little different than some of the other operators out there in that. Um, and that's why we have a great partner in infrared capital. Uh, we want to build this new and we want to build it right. Uh, Federal money is a nice to have. It comes with strings, uh, as you can, as you know. Uh, but if it's available and we can qualify for it, we're absolutely go after it. But our plan isn't dependent on it. Okay, gotcha. Um, one more question for you then um, is: uh, you mentioned permitting before. I uh, just wondered if you could talk a bit about the. You know, you're working in Florida and Georgia. Are there types of local policies that made it easier or harder to work in, in these communities specifically, or any kind of policies you can speak to that make it easier or harder for a company like Live Oak Fiber to get going in a in a community that needs it? Uh, you know, I th I don't think it's the policies that make a difference. I think it's the people. Mm -hmm. um, I think both of these uh, places really wanted this to happen. They really realized this was a, a thing that they needed. Uh, I think in the past with kind of, I'm going back like in the way back machine five years ago when there's like a, a run up to cell, you know, fiber to the cell tower and everybody's running into these communities and just doing cherry picking and cell towers. I think that left that, that has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths in terms of some of these smaller communities. Uh, so we're not doing that. Um, okay. I, you know, challenge wise, it's really comes down to locates, uh, because there's sometimes there's limited resources in, in rural places for people to do the locates. 
But that's where it comes down to the people. That's where it comes down to being you know, upfront, honest, uh, setting an expectation of what you're going to be doing and following through with that and communicating. And we haven't had the issues. There's no specific policies. Obviously, we're going to follow whatever permitting rules that they have. But, you know, nothing beats a face-to-face meeting to try to iron out, you know, maybe some some challenges. Like I said, like in Florida, as an example, you know, Highway 98 is a, I don't know if you've been there before, but it's a very, very, very busy road. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> used to be a quiet little sleeping, <laughs> quiet little fishing village. And right. uh, I talked to one guy, he said, you know, when I was a kid, I could take a nap on Highway 98 and no one bothered me. There's no way you could do that now. It's, it's, uh, it's six lanes, eight lanes right. in some places, back to back tourism. So when you, when you talk to the city of you know, Destin, you say, hey, when's a good time to do this? Do you guys have any concurrent projects? And you draft in and you partner with them and work with them on it. That's what Got we it. Do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to tell me more about this. I'm looking forward to keeping up with the build as it, uh, as it unfolds. You good bet. Luck with thanks, it. thanks for having us on, Nicole. My pleasure. Thank you again, Steve, for joining me. Thank you as well to our producer, Pierre Landrau, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more episodes of The Divide, as well as interviews and insights from the Light Reading team. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.